Look Ahead edition of the PFF Daily Betting Podcast. I'm joined by the one and only Lee Sharp, betting expert for PFF, uh, basically predestined, I think, to be a sports better from birth at that point. So, <laughs> Lee, how are you feeling today? Good. It, uh, it was a fun weekend of... Uh... Uh, wild card football, you know, a super wild card uh, uh, weekend. It was nice to have in the six games, and uh, you know, now looking forward uh, to to the divisional round. Should be a lot of fun. Right, right. I'm definitely excited as well. I got I got to ask you, what are some takeaways you had? You know, a little bit from the wild card round. Besides, um, I don't know the between the lines telecast from ESPN. I feel like that was maybe something that should be uh, in every game, every weekend sort of thing. Is there? Do you have any other takeaways from the wild card round, or things that you enjoyed? or saw, or, you know, things that you're looking for from these teams? Yeah, um, I agree with you. That broadcast was really interesting. Um, I don't know. I was, uh, you know, I think that the uh, the one thing that kind of jumped out at me a bit was uh, the, you know, watching the, the Bears-Saints game in particular was that, I you know, the Saints did not perform as well as I would have guessed in that game. Um, you know, it, it felt like a lot of the, the breaks in that game were going against the Bears, and despite that, the you know, it was not the Saints really didn't, you know, take off and benefit from them a lot. I was I was kind of disappointed in, in how that ended up looking. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. That was kind of something I discussed in the previous spot earlier that I wasn't too impressed with the Saints either. I was looking to back the Bucks, um, you know, on their matchup here in the divisional round. Unfortunately we kind of got some line movement already in that game. But I gotta I'm kinda curious, you know, I guess maybe to talk one more broadly question, you know, like you know, as far as like a betting process and stuff like that, um, kind of moving from the regular season into the playoffs, do you kind of find yourself uh, maybe making some different decisions? I know there aren't really too many like wide spreads or anything. Most of the teams are, I guess, supposed to be pretty competent once we get to the playoffs. Uh, does that kind of change your process at all? Do you find yourself targeting more um, favorites maybe as opposed to like dogs that we see in the regular season or anything like that? Um, I mean, it can, depending on what your, you know, your, what, what the specific matchup is. Um, I'm not a huge believer in the idea that the games themselves play out differently, but I do believe that the market can react differently. You know, there's a lot more attention on individual games when there's only four games. So, yeah. or, you know, six games as it was last week. So that can shift uh, a bit in terms of that. So, you know, I, I do think that, that that does that. I certainly was on one more dogs last week because, you know, like you're saying, I think people do like to bet the, the public, so to speak, likes to, to bet the favorites more. But, uh, you know, I don't think that effect, I think that effect is a little slight. I still think you have to look at the games matchup by matchup. But the other thing that I do find uh, worthwhile to do is look at futures compared to these because you know when yeah. you get close to the playoffs betting futures in a lot of ways is like betting on games and so you have to compare the futures value to the individual game value and see sort of where you think the the, the true value is yeah definitely I really like that actually I mean using like the futures market to kind of judge you know the upcoming match and things win probability and kind of mapping out whether it's even, you know, a better option to take a team on like the future or if you're going to just like roll in a couple of like money line bets or something on a team that you project out to be probably a, a dog for the rest of the playoffs or something like that. That is sort of an, I do that do think that is really good, um, you know, process to implement. So I don't know. Let's see. Let's maybe talk a little bit about this week's games. I know we've kind of seen it seems like um, from when from what I'm looking at, uh, you know, a lot of the lines have kind of moved away from the favorites at this point in time, uh, specifically in this first matchup, Rams at Packers. I do think we opened up right around 
uh, minus seven and a half. I do see it at minus seven, even down to six and a half already um, in some of the other books. Is there a spot that you kind of like it in this matchup at the current number? Did you get something early in the week, hopefully maybe on the Rams at seven and a half or anything like that? Yeah, it certainly feels like if you wanted the Rams side, uh, you know, you, you're kind of on the on the wrong side of, of the number now if you, if you see sixes and a halves. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I do like the Rams side a little bit more, but what I don't like about this game is the uncertainty, uh, especially on the Rams side, right? You know, I, I still don't think we know whether Wolford or Goff is going to be starting in this game. Uh, you know, Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup got injured. It looks like Aaron Donald at least is probably okay, but uh, you know, it's there's a lot of uncertainty, which does make me a little bit want to want to not jump into this game until I get a little bit more sense of how, uh, especially at QB, that's going to shake down. But if I was going to take a side in this game, I would probably rather take uh, Rams, especially if I can get the seven. I, I think that. You know, the Rams have struggled a lot with uh, good defensive teams. They're one of the uh, bottom five teams in the league in terms of strength of defenses faced. Uh, and the teams that they have faced uh, that have had good defenses, you know, uh, the Bucks and the Colts are two of their losses. Uh, those teams both have good defenses. The Saints has a pretty good defense, and that was at least a pretty close game. Um, you know, I, I, I think that that is a potential vulnerability of the Packers that, that, you know, they're just seen as this unstoppable juggernaut. And obviously Aaron Rodgers is having a really good year. But, uh, you know, I, I think that they may be more vulnerable to strong defenses than the market's giving them credit for. Yeah, definitely. I do like that line of thinking and you know another thing that can kind of impact that high juggernaut offense of course they've used to playing with it but weather of course can always be a concern in green bay i think right now basically saturday afternoon we're looking at maybe 20 percent chance of snow 32 degrees 10 miles per hour wind so i don't think it's anything too outlandish but that could definitely be something that maybe plays into just a little bit of the rams line movement i do agree with you that i think um Obviously, the Packers' defense has come along quite strongly. We do have sixth overall in our opponent-adjusted defensive grades, but Rams are, you know, are I would say far and away the best defensive unit in the NFL at this point in time. So I don't know if you were playing it um, at this point. If you didn't have some early Rams action, would you lean more towards plus six and a half for the Rams, or would you like them more on like a plus two fifty money line or something like that? Um, I, you know, I'm. <sighs> Man, that's a tough one because, you know, if it was like a two and a half, but obviously, obviously a much smaller money line, you know, I'd, right. I'd definitely be like, oh, or, you know, the, 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 you know, let's grab grab the thing. It's tougher. I, I can't, I could see a path where the, the you know, I, I, it's obviously it's very possible for the Rams to win the game, but uh, that's a tough one. I think I'd, I think I'd probably take the points, but it, yeah, I, I, you know, I might, I might take the points and then sprinkle a little bit on the money line. Kind of divide yeah. up the the, the, yeah. the distribution the units or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that quite a bit as well. I do think you know, uh, at least as far as a green line perspective, we do find a little bit more value on the money line. Of course, after that late line movement, uh, or you know, early line movement, I guess off of seven down to six and a half. Um, <clears throat> but we'll see. I mean, there has been like you know a little bit of unique distribution as far as key numbers this year with teams. You know, maybe some of the narratives that teams are going for it a little bit more. Um, you know, two point conversion a little bit more and stuff like that so we do see some of these sixes and eights kind of popping up just a little bit more um but that's you know neither here nor there i guess so that's you know spot that you can definitely check out but i kind of would lean maybe towards the money line but i do like your idea of potentially sprinkling in you know a little bit of both maybe a smaller bets on both sides of that or something so we'll see let's talk uh baltimore buffalo i think this might be uh my favorite game coming up here this weekend 
tightest spread. It has moved just a little bit away from Buffalo. I think they were, what, uh, two and a half basically point favorites, down to two, one in some spots even. So not really too significant line movement from, like, you know, a probability perspective. But um, it does seem like the ball, the market is kind of backing into Baltimore at this point in time. Uh, do you agree with that, or are you kind of leaning more towards Josh Allen at this point. I, I, I don't. I kind of like the Bills. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that, I think that, you know, I think Josh Allen is, is playing a better year than Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, while uh, I think, you know, if you look at the differences in EPA, you know, while they're both like off, like by rank, you know, high offenses, if you look at the actual raw underlying values, the Buffalo, the, del- the difference between the Buffalo offense and the Baltimore offense is significant. Right. And, you know, the, the, the bills have, you know, like we were just talking about the Packers haven't necessarily been able to play great against uh, teams with stronger defenses. The, the, the bills have played a good number of teams with strong defenses and, and done, and done reasonably well. Um, I, they're not, you know, it's not, that doesn't, uh, scare me off in the way that it, it kind of does with the, the, the Packers above. And, uh, yeah. the, the, this, this Bills team just looks great. I don't think the movement, uh, really is that justified. You know, the, 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 the Ravens offense looked good yesterday, but the Titans offense is bad. The Titans defense rather right. is bad. You should do well in, in, against that game. So. Yeah, I like, I like the Bills here. I don't think the movement makes sense. There are a ton of exciting ways to enjoy the playoffs, but if you don't have a PFF Elite subscription, then you're missing out on a bunch of them. And up until the Super Bowl, there's promo code ACTION, which means that when you buy an Elite subscription, use that promo code, you're going to get a free year of Action Network's Action Pro subscription, which is usually $100. You get it for free. So you pay for the Elite subscription, you get a free $100 subscription to go along with it, and you get endless amounts of fun on both the, the uh, NFL playoffs and then the NBA starting up. Action Network obviously has some information on other sports. PFF has got you covered on all things football. This is up until the Super Bowl, but if you buy it at the Super Bowl, you're missing out on all the playoffs. So go do it now. Get yourself an elite subscription at pff.com and use the promo code ACTION, A-C-T-I-O-N. Make it happen. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with you. I do think, you know, the Bills' offense obviously has performed quite well, and their defense has kind of come, come along lately, which makes me really nervous with the Ravens' uh, pass-catching unit. If they fall behind, I do think they're going to obviously struggle to keep pace with the Bills from that perspective. So um, I like it. I definitely think they're probably playable out to, you know, 2.5 if we get back to that opening field opening number of course uh maybe they'd still be viable there field goal spread i think obviously it's a little bit of you know an adjustment but i do think the bills are probably still viable at that point in time so we'll see where the market actually kind of moves uh in that matchup but we'll see let's skip ahead to sunday uh widest spread of the week of course cleveland browns plus 10 at kansas city chiefs uh i think most you know, sports betting models are probably going to lean towards the Browns at this wide of a spread, especially in the playoffs. Our ELO rankings have the Browns as a top 10 team. Of course, the Chiefs are number one overall. So I think 10 points might be just a little bit too wide. Is this a spot where you feel comfortable back in the Browns, getting everything back after what you saw, you know, on Sunday night, kind of dismantling the Pittsburgh Steelers? Yeah, this was one of, you know, I try to like, you know, think about what the lines might be before I see numbers. I mean, it's a little bit harder to do in the playoffs just because you don't know what the games are going to be. But, you know, this is a game where I don't think that uh, I would have guessed that this line would have been so high in the sense that like, 
you know, the Browns, the Browns react, the win, you know, last night against the Steelers had a lot of turnovers and a lot of things that, you know, you're not going to expect to necessarily go your way again. Um, and obviously the Browns were dealing with a lot of struggles to their credit in terms of, uh, you know, COVID challenges and things like that. But, uh, despite that, uh, you know, I, I, I expected the market to be a little bit overreacting and that the value might even be on the chiefs. Uh, but you know, you take on the flip side the, the chiefs have been, especially if you look back, have been playing almost everybody pretty close. They're not the team that is, you know, as, as you know, Bill Belichick, you know, and when, when Brady was on the Patriots always, you know, he just keep running up the score or whatever. Right. And, and Andy Reid doesn't seem to be doing that. Uh, yeah. You know, the chiefs put in enough effort to win and, and then that's kind of it. Um, right. Uh, so, you know, they, they may change that during the playoffs. You know, they may just be super aggressive now. He may have a playbook of plays dashed in. But, you know, at 10 or 10 and a half, I, dude, this just seems like a too big of a line for a team that is a real team. Like, the, the Browns are a real team. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I think you kind of touched on a really significant point, at least when you're evaluating this matchup, and it is like, how much do you buy into the narrative of the Chiefs, like, not covering or whatever, right? Like, they're still getting a lot, a high percentage of the cash and ticket percentages, so it definitely seems like the betting market still has an appetite to back them. Um, I would have expected it to maybe move just a little bit different based on, you know, their perceived ability in covering the spread at this point in time but that really you know doesn't seem to be reflected in the betting market so i agree with you i would have expected this game to be a lot um i would have expected a closer spread where i would have been much more comfortable back in the chiefs i don't really have that so i don't really uh kind of want to touch the spread but i do kind of like uh the total at this point 56 i think that we're going to see a potential shootout here once again if we get some of those turnovers that the browns saw last week and i do think we'll probably easily eclipse uh the highest total on the weekend greenland actually kind of likes that side as well i do think that that would probably be my favorite uh bet in this matchup for sure yeah i, I agree that the total is the, the stronger of the bets uh you know is it 54 and now it's up to 56 so this is probably one that you'll want to bet sooner rather than later because i, I it wouldn't shock me if that number even climbed up a little bit higher than now yeah yeah i definitely agree with you so let's let's cap it off here we got bucks at saints uh, NFC South Showdown, Breeze Brady. What more could you ask for? We're getting in the nighttime slate. We're going to have Chris Collinsworth uh, calling the show for us here. Uh, three points. I think it opened up three and a half for the Bucks. They have seen just a little bit of the cash and ticket percentages at this point, mainly the cash percentage. So, um, is there a spot that you'd like at minus three here? Are you looking uh, to potentially take the Sunday night game off here from a betting perspective? Oh, uh, this is, I think, you know, maybe setting aside some uncertainty. Honestly, though, even with the uncertainty, like I was in the in the in the Rams Packers, I think I would still probably take the Rams there. This one is 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 hard. I think this one is a, in a really good spot where the market is. Uh, you know, if you got the if you got in into three and a half with the Bucks, I think that's probably good. But you know, if you're if you're sticking on three, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think I think three is probably the right line. I'm not right. super inclined to play it. Like if you if you force me to take a side, I probably take the Bucks, but it, it's not enough that I'm 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 going to make a play on it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. It does seem like out of all the four games, basically, this seems to be like the most well-priced and probably the most difficult to bet from a game uh, market perspective. So I don't know. We'll see. So if you had to choose basically between the four games we talked about in any of those markets, what one would you say was the one 
Uh, that's probably your favorite here coming up that somebody should probably lock in if they're looking to bet some look-ahead lines here for the Sunday, Saturday or Sunday slate of games. Um, I think both of the Saturday games are better uh, than, the, uh, you know, the, the, the Bills game is, I think, probably the best line. Um, probably right. then, you know, the Rams and, and, and the Browns, I would say, are, clo- uh, are closer, uh, though the total is better than either of those. And then... Yeah, I would just just stay away from the Bucks. Bucks Saints. Right. It sounds like that's about where you are too. Yeah, basically, Bills Bills spread. Basically, I'd probably lean a little bit more towards Cleveland, uh, Kansas City over, and then yeah, I guess the Rams. I, I the, my thing with the Rams basically is I feel like I kind of already missed out on the best number. So backing them at six and a half, I'll probably just I think I might go back to it and just probably like sprinkle a little bit on the money line and just leave the spread alone. I don't know exactly. Yeah, that's, that, a, that's totally a tough fair. Situation. Depends where you can find books, right? You may be able to find a seven somewhere depending on right. where you can, where you're at. But yeah. Right, definitely. So, oh, this is a lot of fun, Lee. I definitely appreciate you joining me on the PFF Daily Betting Podcast, listeners. I appreciate you guys uh, listening in. We're going to be back here uh, Friday night, Saturday morning for some player props, some derivative markets, and everything else coming to you. Uh, so, we're going to have a Saturday, Sunday, and Monday uh, podcast coming up here next week. So, we appreciate you guys all tuning in. From Ben Brown, thank you guys.